Hi, and welcome to the 134th edition of the Keen Minds podcast, where we're covering NBC's The Blacklist. This is Season 9, Episode 5, Benjamin T. Okara. I'm Jen, a.k.a. Takata Cycle, And I am Tessa. How did you like it? I wasn't thrilled. It's, you weren't thrilled? I, there were parts that were okay. Very okay. small parts. Um, my heart did shatter for Dembe. And, I mean, watching Hisham and that, that scene with him in the box, I'm just like, I, I, I need to hug you. I need to reach through my television and hug you now. You deserve to be safe from all of this emotional turmoil. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I can say it's going to be a lively one then. Probably. I, yeah, I, I had a lot of complaints about it. I did find the blacklister fascinating because that's it, it's kind of an an age old you know argument on people that believe something stro- so strongly they're willing to kill for it, mm-hmm. and everybody has that line they're willing to draw on the sand like I mean maybe not personally but like oh it's okay for this I mean countries go to war over. Yeah. Is is it a valid enough reason? Well, the, his line was great. I'm wi- I'm willing to get six uh, six people I love, or five people I love to save thousands I don't. Yeah, I, that line was fantastic. And the, if I bought the world a year or two or five, that's something. I I made note of that particular line. It was the actor was fantastic. I I thought I recognized him. I think he just looks like a younger version. Of somebody. Um, <laughs> I, it's, I can't place who though. That That's like I looked him up and thinking I was going to see something he'd been on and go, oh, that's who that is. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't on anything else that I've seen. So I don't know. He was phenomenal. Um, I thought that. I don't think it was the best blacklister they've ever had, but I think it's an interesting thing to think about that. He was willing not only to kill but to die yeah. to buy people he didn't know a few more years. It, it, um, it's a go back to those blacklisters that were not black and white but gray. People who were doing horrible things but they have some way in which they think that they are doing well. And, and I think that some of those more nuanced blacklisters that we have had which is the forte of the blacklist, fall in two categories. The people that love someone so much they're willing to do anything for this person and the ones who are willing to do something that is bad for the for the greater good. And I think this guy fell into that. It was an interesting blacklister. And, and I, I found think that it... Oh, go ahead. The, the supporting cast was actually terrific. Yeah, um, I, I think it's interesting if you take and we can deep dive deeper into what happened with Dimbe and Red further into the podcast. But if you take what happened on face value and say, OK, you know, Red. And I, I do believe that Red rescued him because he, he couldn't live with himself if he just let Dimbe die. I, I do believe that. And so. At face value, you have. potentially sacrificing other things other people for you know and maybe even himself to protect one versus sacrificing other people and yourself 
to protect others who don't know. And so it was a very interesting um, distorted parallel mm-hmm. uh, that, that you had there between the Blacklister and Red and Dembe's story that was running along underneath everything. I found uh, the the whole theme that is starting to coalesce in a way to be the the things we're willing to do for those we love, be it, you know, humanity we love us in this case, or, you know, like like the lies that Cooper is asking Charlene to say. So all I mean it's like all these themes are building and the lies that that Alina was keeping from Peter the lies that wrestler is keeping from the team everybody is is doing something that are all kept for one or another reasons and they all have consequences yeah and i I think we're going to see those come to fruition as the season marches on certainly um they're setting some up Mm -hmm. so where do we want to start on this one because there were really seemed to be pairs everybody was kind of paired off except for poor rom who just got left out for this episode Mm -hmm. (laughs) he was really on the outskirts he called once he looked a couple things up yeah, it was just um the the only thing I had for a realm of note is that I am more and more certain that he knows something's going on with the dead ex-lover. Oh, because sure. yeah. yeah, just his reaction when the when the detective came to the post office. Yeah. I bet he had into things and I mean he already knew and it would not be a stretch. Or you know, maybe Tom told him. Maybe. I mean, uh, the, the more... I think that, that Aram has has a history, and, and I get this feeling on him more and more as time passes, that at the end we're going to get a giant twist on him, and, we real, and we're going to realize that we did not know who Aram really was. Maybe. I'm not sold on that yet. I haven't seen anything that that screams that yet. But I do wonder why we were introduced to his parents the way we were. That's that's one of those pins hmm. that stick in my brain. That it felt weird. That I found myself saying, why? Yeah. Okay. You're, you're like, like I mean, beginning of the when you're making a cake and it's a beginning and you put all the stuff in here and you know that eventually you're gonna use all those all those ingredients. You just don't know why on earth you have around parents on the table. Yeah. Or, and or so I'm wondering if it was if it was an introduction to come back later in the season with. And so they didn't want to introduce them in the episode in which they'll actually be doing something. Mm-hmm. So they stuck them in at this point because you could have had the whole storyline with Aram leaving his startup company 
with or without the parents. They they gave absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. I, with I the think exception it's a of the parents something. knew. I, I think it's it might be pieces of information, but it wasn't information that we necessarily needed for that episode. So that's why I'm hoping that down the line we're going to be able to look back and see. Isendrath has a has a more has a lot more experience with long series, and I think he might be bringing a different style in the in the this the setup has felt really long. So I, I, what I'm thinking is he's setting all his pieces to then bring them together, as opposed to little arc here, little arc there, little arc there. It's all part of one arc, and it's reminding me a bit of the, of the first season. When remember the first season before we got to Berlin. We were like, yeah, there are all these things and all those things. And then suddenly we get to Berlin or a little earlier when when Tommy's explaining, you don't get to you don't realize what he's doing. This all is connected. And I'm getting the same feeling like all these pieces will connect somehow. And around parents are, you know, if this is the cabal around parents are so into it. They're going to get somehow something is going to happen to test the loyalties of Aram in a way that they haven't been tested before. Because Aram so far, when tested by Elodie, he was like, uh, yeah, I'm OK. I'll go I'll go break into some place to have sex with you. But I am. But you murder someone and I'm not going to stand for that. Which is a fair reaction. I would just like to say, fair reaction. Yeah, it's kind of so, like Charlene made the comment in this one: "You're a cop," you know, like that. Yeah. That should mean something. Yeah. Well, hey, let's not go into Charlene. <laughs> I, not yet. Yeah, I've got a few things to say about Charlene, and I yeah. love Charlene. So, um, yeah, uh, my loyalties are changing. I finding uh, all this very quick sandish. In a way, Honestly, I it up. I came back assuming that Wrestler was going to be my my favorite. I think Dim is the only one that has any loyalty for me right now. Oh, see, I I assumed nothing, but so far I'm liking Alina. And I am beginning to warm up to the witches. Oh, I'm not at all. <laughs> and I'm finding Dembe irritating. I know it's not my popular opinion that I told you it was going to be lively, but I'm finding Dembe very irritating. Why? He's starting to look a little, to sound a little sanctimonious. It's reminding me of Wrestler Season 1, which is a very good parallel because Wrestler had a lot of ghosts and skeletons in the closets. And he was acting as a sanctimonious guy. Um, And meanwhile, there is all these things that he had done and he's just like, being holier than thou and Dembe is starting to have a little bit of that sanctimonious thing 
and holier than thou. And at the same time, he's like, excuse me, did I not see you killing a bunch of people before? Um, and- Remind me about something. You had a better memory for this because I haven't done a rewatch in a while. But did Dimbe, obviously he killed a bunch of people. We've seen him go on shooting sprees and all mm-hmm. of that. But did he ever play the part of assassin for Red? Did Red ever ask him to go assassinate somebody? Not that I remember. I know, not as I know in that Weecher. In season one, he did in here, he asked Dimbe to do. In season one, we had the, the eco-terrorist. I don't remember his name. Um, um, that no. at the end of it, but he he was uh, with the Mombasa cartel. He was the head of the Mombasa cartel. Oh, that's not uh, the that oh, that's um, yes. Uh, yeah, I'm blanking on yeah, his name, but I'm you know who I'm talking about. Name, that he stood um, there. Yep. But he stood there, and Dimbe said, "You know, it's okay." And Red Red killed him. Because he said, I'm not as good of a man as this man is. And yes. um, he did not object to Floriana Campbell. So I, th- no. I, Dembe did not object to Red killing Floriana Campbell. But he didn't, but I, that's my point is that it's not necessarily that he's against killing or that he is, but, but Red does not typically, and I can't recall a time in which Red asked Dembe. To no, I don't think so that there that's is. That's a totally different level there. And I found. He usually does his own killings. Yeah, he does. Um, but I found that whole scenario to be very toxic. And that, that's why I said at the beginning that I do think that Red saved him because he, he loves Dembe. I, I do believe that. But then to turn around and say. Well, I broke a rule. Now I need you to break another one for me. Go kill this man. Reminded me of Liz's statement that Red's loyalty is transactional. He had already done this. He could have called Dimbe and given him a warning rather than than killing the guy. But he took it upon himself to go to Dimbe's apartment, kill the, the assassin, and then to try to leverage Dimbe with oh, that i don't think that is a leveraging because there's no really it was. leveraging involved it, it was emotional leveraging I, it was emotional leveraging i didn't it was, see it like that i think i think in red's mindset it's a I'm trying to figure because I know what you're saying and I know that most people would see it like that and perhaps I'm bizarre, but I'm seeing it as do this to confirm that it's it's almost a proof of love. It's almost a proof of, of intent that my secrets are safe with you, that you are still my friend. I did this for you. And 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 to make things right, you have to I it's you know that in this it it's red it's it's a very um 
punctilious person with with purpose. He killed the guy who was coming to kill Dembe. He saved Dembe. That's that kill is justified in Red's mind. But killing a guy who's going to kill him, it's not justified in Red's mind. That's Dembe's to do. And I could I I, I do understand the, the justification with Red. And I agree with that. That that tracks for me. But it's the fact that and this goes back to what I said that I don't believe he had ever asked Dembe to assassinate someone. And so to leverage, I just saved your life. Now I am asking something that I never asked of you, that, that we've seen him asking of him when he was actually working for him to prove something yes. is emotionally yes. toxic. He did. He did. When? Marguerite Renard. You're right, but we don't know if that happened or not. No, but he that was the he did ask. He yes. was in jail. I would do it myself if I could, but I can't. But that was an outlier. And so th thank you. That actually proves my point that that was not a regular occurrence for him to ask Dimbe to do this. Mm -hmm. He did not put that on Dimbe's soul. And I think that was intentional because Dimbe was a good man. Dimbe was a religious man. Th these are there were things, there were lines that Red did not ask Dembe mm -hmm. to cross and that he would do himself and was totally okay with. And so I think that to ask Dembe to go and kill this man, I understand from Red's point of view that he didn't think he should do it. So have Weecha do it. Weecha makes sense. Weecha has no problem shooting the man at the door. But, which was interesting because uh, Doug was killed opening the door as well, according to the, the detective. Mm. So open the doors if he knew somebody. Um, interesting. Sorry, I just pieced that together. But so asking Weecha makes total sense to me. But to ask him Bay strikes me as emotionally toxic. Yeah. Well, but but you're not a fan of Red, and and uh, you that know. can't be your excuse for every time you and I don't agree about Red, though. No, and but, it is. But, it's turning into your excuse every time. But but um. Red has a a philosophy that is what had allowed him to survive and to survive somewhat intact, somewhat, not really, but you know he's as he said he's a hideous he's a hideous uh, fish. He's in the dark. He doesn't know that. Um, I, I think that Red is. Whatever happened, which we don't know what it is yet, made Red bitter about Dembe. I, I mean, I, I understand Red's point of view because I find Dembe being a federal agent, I don't even have words to describe. It's ludicrous it's ridiculous that a guy who had been the bodyguard protector right hand man of a criminal would go and do that i agree that that i could see red feeling betrayed by that and, and i think we'll have more information once do? we know what happened brasilia i'm sorry there was nothing else he could do 
Oh, like, agreed. I yeah. and I think we'll have more information once we know what happened in Brasilia. I'm very interested to know that. But just I I don't think that Red feeling betrayed. And I, I from what we know of the situation, I don't begrudge him the feelings of betrayal. I don't. Well, it might be more than betrayal, it might be hurt. Oh, I think he's definitely hurt by it. And I don't blame him for it. So I don't, we don't at all. know what it is, but 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 Ren um the the Ren and Denda situation, I mean I know how most people feel, and I said it's not a popular opinion. I'm finding Dembe irritating. And you know that I really like morally ambiguous, and Dembe's not really being morally ambiguous. Um, so I'm, I'm just getting weird, because it's weird when I started disliking characters as much as Ouija and Muse, and I'm finding myself liking them more. At the same time, that situation with Red is completely bizarre. I say tongue-in-cheek. It's because you like Reddington. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. I I am I have a natural affinity for characters like Reddington. I Yeah, but you, know, you were arguing that you disagree like Red and that influences my my stance, and that's why I feel the way I do about the, the situation. Well, you don't like Red since, since, since Tom died. I mean, that was... Uh, no, I, d I started disliking Red. He started going down, in my my opinion, uh, with Kate. Kate was the, the first nail in the coffin for me. Oh, Kate was spot on. Mine, I, you and I you... will always differ about Kate, and that's okay. Where, but that, is, that is what started triggering it for me. The, but one thing I wanted to, to mention, now that we're talking about, you know, the Red Dembe situation, and, and I don't think we can't put this apart, because we have a, a Red Dembe situation, then Hedy apparently had been going and doing all these things for Red. I mean, it's Red that Red is apparently not, like, abandoned his business, it just yeah, I can't tell because then they were talking in this episode like, well, you went away for two years. Yeah, well, Hetty's been doing stuff, goal, but but meanwhile his business is running. I mean, Hetty is right. running and doing stuff, so it's not like he abandoned like when Liz died in in Cape May and he was like, okay, you know, liquidate all my debts, pay all my debts, get all the business done. I'm done here. This is a whole different story. That is bizarre to me. So Hedy definitely doesn't like the sisters at all. And then we have the sisters. And you remember all those um, references to Ulysses, right? Yeah. They, you know, the, the hero with the thermometer that, that killed the cyclop. Um, and the, and, and that's, beautiful speech in the ship about, you know, finding the way home. Uh, and, and whenever we're, I mean, with, I, I hadn't realized that, but it was just bringing something back. And then I realized the name during the, the Ulysses trip home, he gets to this island where there is a sorceress that usually transform all 
that transform men into animals. But Ulysses tricks her and becomes her lover for a year. And they have even children together. So Circe and Mircea kind of sound similar. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, and then she's like a sorceress. And I wondered if we're being bringing back a bit of those of those uh, mythology elements. Two things, because I think the the sisters and the situation with Dimbe are very tightly wound as well. Um, but I was going to ask you because I, you're calling him um, Ulysses. Is there a different version? Because Odysseus is always Odysseus. Ulysses. Okay, I, I just. Wasn't it's aware if it's called Ulysses. Okay, I thought name, there may be a the different translation. A there you go. All right. I was wondering if it was a different translation. Mm. Cool. Um, so it was really interesting. Um, I, I found it because um, Weechu doesn't talk a lot. Um, and by the way, I would just like to to comment because as much as I dislike the sisters, the actresses are phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Like both of them are. And the uh, Mercy, Mercy, is that how you say Mercy, her name? I guess, yeah, Mercy. Um, she's creepy as hell. <laughs> she's like, she's she's got this almost, you know, high on shrooms sort like, of yeah, like thing going I, on there. But there, there's also something a lot deeper there, and you're just like, you're creepy. Uh, well, <laughs> First, she's the first one who comes. This whole situation with Dembe, the sisters, as you say, it's all together. Dembe is the one who asked Cooper to find out from Reddington who is the guy who killed the, the, the partner. Then he doesn't, Red doesn't want to go back. He says, you know, that's going to be a lot of reckoning, a lot of this, a lot of that. I don't want that. The sister, then Mirsa tells her, here just lies um, unhappiness or heartbreak. That's what he says. And Red says, no, I don't believe that. I can't believe that when it's about the, the situation with Agnes. And now in this episode, he's saying, we were so happy, the three of us, Mirza, Misha, and me. Which is a very bizarre statement for a man who supposedly lost Liz two years ago in that way that that supposedly happened and it just seems weird it's, like almost like it's he had that potion like like Odysseus or Ulysses have that that he forgets things well I mean and that that's part of it is there was such a strange and th- this is what my my purpose was saying Weechi doesn't speak a whole lot and she spoke more in this episode, I think, than we've seen her speak from the beginning. And she had some very interesting lines in there um, when they're talking about the fact that Dimbe called the, the helicopter to save Alina's life. And um, let's see. Uh, oh, she has. Uh, hang on. Uh, had this, this is the. Um, oh, I thought I had the, the actual line in here. But she she says that, you know, that Red has to choose. Uh, this is the consequence and you have to accept it. It just the way she was talking about it was so bizarre to me. It was like it, it was almost 
like she was leading him down a path. And that he just, I mean, and to be fair, Red made his own decision on it. And so, but it was only here's like this Red woman, she, he's only known, he's, he's only known her two years. Yeah, she, she struck me as a handler there. Very much a handler. In which she's going, no, I have been tasked to, to watch after you. And so to do that, you have to sacrifice this person you once loved. Okay. Which, I just and we spoke something. last, well, hang on, we spoke last week about it being very culty. That's, it's feeding into that for me. Well, you remember the time when, um, there's Dembe, I can't remember exactly where it was, but it's two occasions. One is, uh, when Dembe tells Red, you know, you're, you're doing this will make my job of protecting you much harder. And then, and Red is like, but it's Elizabeth. And he's like, yes, but if you just give yourself up, that's when in, in, uh, Alexander Kirk, uh, mm -hmm. you know, this will make, or if you do this, it will make my job of protecting you much harder. It was just like eerie how those, the, the words spoken by Dembe, it's now the, more or less the same of what Weiche is saying. And it reminded, it reminded me too, as how Dembe kind of like, when Liz died uh, in um, in season three, and then this uh, in in Connets, the same thing. You know, it was Dembe kind of like, okay, now we have to go. It's almost like he's a handler. And when Red was ready to give up, Red, Dembe was like, no, you can't give up. You can't let. Even when De Red had had uh, doubts, like, you know, what if I'm the one who's putting Liz in trouble? What if I, what if Katie's right and I shouldn't have done this? And Dembe was like, no, you can't lose track of why you're doing this. So that, that thing you said about the handler is almost like Dembe was a handler, not just a friend. Like somebody is keeping red into like, okay, you gotta keep going at this, whatever it is, this is. And I almost, you've mentioned before that you wonder if the sisters are keeping red from that 30 year plan, that, that 30 year um, goal. Mm -hmm. And. Or maybe they are pushing him into it. I don't know. I mean, well, they've been out in the boondock, so that's pretty tough, but. Yeah. It's they're interesting, if nothing else. But I just I remember watching Weecha say that. And I'm like, who is she to say that? Like. Who is she? It's 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 really the handler thing that you said. Mm -hmm. It's almost like Red needs a handler. Same. Remember with Anne? It was the same thing. Like, yeah. I know I get that you want normal life. But you just gave that up a long time ago. Now you're going to just go and do your stuff. So it's almost like Red gets, it's not just a bodyguard, but it's a handler to keep him on track. Like he's always like, you know, it's, it, it reminds me of my boxers. You know, they're like, well, we're just, a, I mean, whoa, what's that? Ooh, well, look, it's shiny. <laughs> hey, oh, that's a smell. Ooh, deer poop. Um, oh, whoa. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like they... Like it, like Red has that quality to get like down a, a rabbit hole and and just and enjoying himself, 
very much in that. And for him to have said that weird thing, I mean, we were so happy, the three of us. Uh, so he has this little harem of women and the two sisters. And the fact that he's saying that was this supposedly died two years ago is so weird. There was, and I, I want to give a shout out <laughs> uh, because I was not the one that, that pieced this together. I actually saw um, Allie Blacklist over on mm-hmm. Tumblr uh, put the, the gifts together. And I went, oh, yes. That that is a good call. Um, the the where they're on the park bench and Red makes the comment says I've got eyes in the back of my head. I don't draw a breath without knowing my perimeter is secure, and that's why I'm still alive. Mm-hmm. The the gift set that she set up was that scene where he's talking about that, and then it said previously, and then Headless getting shot because you know he knew the perimeter. It's that was a very interesting and that that goes back to your this is a strange thing just not that long after liz has been killed yeah unless it's what i'm saying that just the fact that people that you get point a in point b and you think that what happened between them is what we saw but we could have a whole set of search because there's so many little things that are starting not to add up to that what we saw happen is the way things happened. Uh, even if this end result is the same, that Liz may be dead. Because, I mean, up until now, I'm not even convinced of it. I mean, Red Act attitude is, it's like it is ethical. We were happy. I mean, really? Yeah, the guy R- who was Red's almost, it's in, almost like he's in, not denial, but because everybody else acknowledges, you know, I mean, obviously wrestlers in deep depression mode of after Liz died. And well, but with Red, it's now very dangerous for women. I'm sorry, say again. Wrestler is dangerous. Get oh. involved with wrestler, you get shot. <laughs> yeah. Or, or hit with a. Uh... <laughs> oh, my God. Was Jennifer involved with, with, with wrestler? The truth comes out. <laughs> um, <laughs> All right. But no. Yeah. Um, there was a point in there. <laughs> so, Tessa knows how to distract me and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, well, it's just sometimes the opportunity presents itself and you have to just, it grabs you by the throat and you have to just go with it. But, uh, oh, what, what I was saying was that Clearly, wrestler fell down the depression rabbit hole after Liz's death. Everybody else has been commenting on, sort of commenting on Liz. It's like she's the the name that shall not be spoken anymore. But with Red, it's almost like if I don't acknowledge her, she doesn't exist. And I don't have to hurt. And I, I don't know if that's the route he's going on this or if he's been handled in that position. I mean, because you've got... Uh, Mirsa that has they, they clearly dabbles and some interesting things which I mean it, she's been living with him who's saying that she doesn't drug him or anything yeah. like that I mean there's there's so many possibilities there with the kind of hold these two seem to have on him I but then look at what I'm saying is with Dembe I know that we got so involved in Dembe because 
because Hisham is so good at it, and you know he was like so nice, and the, you know you you how could you not love Dembe, right? It just seems something that just happened. Like it just it's it's almost impossible to say I dislike this character. You have to like him, so you cannot get involved with liking Dembe and thinking, oh my God, he's so loyal. He's you know he's this. He's the best friend. He's a protector, and and only when you get the two sisters now, which add one element that didn't exist with Dembe, the sexual involvement, and divides the role of Dembe into one of the protector and the other one of the bodyguard, and you start protecting his soul and protecting his body, yeah, his body, which is exactly what Dembe did before. Now you're seeing it in two, and it's easier to see that these women are acting as a handler. You put your 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 thumb right into it, and it's difficult to now take a look at what Dembe was doing and thinking, you know what? Dembe was doing exactly the same thing. We just like Dembe, and these well, women are that... not that much likable. I mean, Wicha is likable, but but. Uh, Mirza is definitely weird. I honestly, I have no no love for Weicha, except for when she's fighting someone. I could watch her disarm a man all day long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, she's fantastic with it. I, I love those scenes. They're so they're always so well choreographed. Um, there was a scene in season three of Tom disarming the man in the car. The Oh yep. my god, that was that was I beautiful. love it. I, I have gifts of that. Mm. So I could slow it down and watch the flip of the it was so cool. And Weicha disarming someone reminds me very of the same yeah, the, type the of choreography. Very good. They have are pretty good. Oh yeah. She's and I I think she's doing her own stunts with it. I mean like she so mm-hmm. she seems to be very talented in that. So, like, I don't want it to be misconstrued that I'm saying, oh, the actress, the character, everything. I don't think you're necessarily supposed to trust the character. I don't yeah. think that within itself is, is like, bad writing or anything. I think that – and the other but thing – do you, that do you, you see what you I'm were, saying? I, I do, but something that I thought about while you were talking about that is that we also had a deeper well of – background for Dimbe and Red, especially because we know that Red rescued Dimbe. There was a sense of loyalty there for a while. It was mm-hmm. may- maybe not a father-son, but certainly a, like a much brother, older brother. Between yeah, a father a, and a brother. There was there was a, a deep respect there for that. We started seeing it fracture in season seven. Eight, I don't remember. Already, uh, but we we started seeing it fracture when it started conflict. Uh, there was the conflict with his faith, and so he was starting to have a lot of trouble. He told the imam about Red. Red was not comfortable with that, which I understand. But there was a fracture in the two belief systems. Red requires loyalty above else, all else, and Dimbe's loyalties were fractured between his faith and his loyalty to Red. And I, I think if we keep following that line, Brasilia will c- 
come to head for that mm-hmm. would be my assumption. But even even as much as I dislike red, I'll say it before you do. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I do say that from what we know of it, I can certainly understand and appreciate red's feeling of hurt and betrayal with Dimbe walking away. Um, I, I think that there is likely some on Dembe's side as well. I don't know and I won't know until I know the final piece of the puzzle with what happened. It's on one side or the other or it's just going to be one of those yeah, you, you're both, you, you both did a lot of damage there, friends. <laughs> you know, maybe maybe a different path should have been taken. Um, and so, but as it stands right now, I, I see, I, I feel for, well, I mean, I, Red frustrates me, but I feel for both of them. I, I think that there was a very deep, a very complicated relationship that often went, often got muddled by the depth of their friendship. Mm-hmm. And well, I think that the professional relationship doing, got muddled that way. I think that as soon as they got, that Liz was involved, then they started to feel uncomfortable. Like he kept telling Red, you have to tell her, you have to tell her, you have to. Then he wasn't listening. What is interesting to me is that Kate never even considered that Red should tell her anything. He never, she never said any of it. She's, you know, her thing was like, don't come into her life. And in Denver was like, you have to tell her. It, it just seems to me that, that I'm looking at this and the parallels with uh, Odysseus or Ulysses are just mounting. Um, you know, Ulysses was being directed by gods and, and semi-mortals who kind of like, move him around and um and it feels like like Denver was one I mean just looking I I'm finding myself doing something which I think it's absolutely brilliant of of a blacklist I was a stern proponent of Kate Kaplan until I started analyzing what she did and that's when it just like it it's brilliant because I have this this point of view of a character without going too deep. As soon as I start going into a character deep, everything turns and it's like it was right there in front of you, and all you had was this slight sense of unease that you cannot place that something you're not seeing something you're not really understanding 100% what you're seeing and every time that I had that feeling of the results eventually I come to something and says oh my god that's what it is look at how different and then a mirror tilts and you see a whole different picture So I think it's brilliant. I like this this idea that you know Dembe was was like a handler to Red. That Red doesn't need a bodyguard; he needs a handler. Yeah, and sometimes you have situations in which, if you are more inclined to needing someone to help you focus, the person that you trust the most, 
who know because not many people knew the full story. Dembe did, mm-hmm. and so because of that, I think Dembe was in a unique position to fill that role for him, whether either of them realized it was happening or not. Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm not necessarily sold on the idea that they even really knew it was happening. Or would have been able to acknowledge it. Yeah, or it was just the way the, that the relationship would progress yeah. by a mutual understanding without having to spell it out. But that Red gets handlers to keep him on track and not get him too distracted. But I think that Red has a blast doing his business and his stuff. And he tends to forget and get distracted and go down this tangent. You know, like like trying to get 15 million back from Vesco. Oh, come on, Red, you can do that in a give it a couple of months. You can make that. You really don't need that. You know, it's ridiculous. Um, what did you think? Is now that we're getting a bit more of of Alina and 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 Peter, let me ask you something. What do you think is her side business? I don't know. I think she's. I honestly hadn't thought about it. I think she's a killer for hire. That'd be interesting. I just, I, I so disliked the route, the route they went with Peter. It was so off-putting to me. I, I think that if they could, because they introduced him, and then promptly painted him in a certain way there are definitely men that that just you know they they you know would blame she was, I got, lying. She was lying I, oh yeah definitely but i i got the impression and maybe this just comes from people i've known in the past i don't know but it felt like it was being painted like he was Oh, you were in the field. That's why you had a miscarriage. It's your fault. And I just felt like because we haven't had the opportunity to get to know the man, that felt like an immediate character assassination. And I didn't well, like it. Well, he's not long for this world. We know that. Yeah, but I, I would have preferred to have gotten the chance to decide for myself if I liked him or not. And it just, it really set wrong with me. I, you know, I, I felt like that it was... Do you think that it was about the, the, the miscarriage? I, I think he was angry that he had been lied to. Well, I mean, that's possible too. But, I mean, I just, the, the whole thing, and I don't know. And th- this may just be a very personal point of view that I'm coming at it. Maybe I was not reading it the way it was intended. That's always a possibility. We'll know more next week. Uh, it, is it on next week? No, that's no. Thanksgiving. It won't be on next ninth. week. Um, and so, a, you know, in a couple weeks and three weeks, but I, I suppose we'll probably know more and, but I just, I, I certainly went on a rant about it yeah. <laughs> after I, the episode. See, I didn't take it that it was that. I mean, he, when, when Russell get to the, to the room, he's already pissed. And this is even before they know, you know, that she was pregnant. He's, this guy had just realized that his wife had lied to to him because she's in the field. And B, she almost got killed because of being in the field. 
and he's got to be furious. Yeah, and and he, I think he sees like, wrestler as a perpetuator of. Yeah, like your 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 spouse is. Oh yeah, in my in my uh, spare time, I am a race track driver without any barriers in a field of fire. Yeah, I'd be pissed too. Yeah, no, I'm not saying he was wrong for being upset. I just I felt like because we really didn't know him, it put him at a disadvantage from the emotional standpoint for the audience. Mm. No, I may be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I mean, I I read it very differently though. Yeah. I mean, I was like, "Yep, you're gonna be you're gonna be severely pissed." Look at wrestler and did not like him. It reminded me a little bit of Tom. Um, but I think it's it's an interesting way of kind of taking that mirror that that prism and twisting it a little bit because in this case. The one doing the bad stuff behind his back is Alina, not Liz. Uh, Peter seems to be just totally in the dark. And unless we find a dark side to him, um, he's just the aggravate, the, the aggrieved party that had found out that his wife had been lying to him. I do wonder if Peter is sort of an example of, and I know we've talked about in the past that if Tom Keene had actually been just the innocent, naive teacher, that he never would have survived as long as he did. And I do wonder, in part, mm-hmm. if Peter is is like, okay, th- this is what Tom would be if he was actually just the naive elementary school teacher. Mm-hmm. He might not survive. Yeah. I well, mean, I, I don't know. I've heard rumors, and I hope they're wrong. I really do. But I've heard rumors that they're setting it up for Wrestler and Alina, and I'm just, I don't want that to happen. <laughs> no, oh, poor then Alina's dead. <laughs> oh, they can't kill her. She's the last female on the on the show. There's more where that came from. There's more <laughs> actress. You know that that um, you know, I I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't get involved with Wrestler. I mean, that's two for two. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, I I think that's that's gonna be a very poor decision I mean, on both of their parts. Just with people in the show, you end up arrested like like um, uh, like Elodie, uh, sick like Samar, dead like Liz. I mean, it's it's not a good track for uh, it, dead like Tom. It's not a good track record. It's um, just. Weird. Um, I I just I also found that the whole the whole fight was I I don't think Alina's a dumb person by any stretch, but the route she went to explain why she thought she had cancer and that you know the the bureau wasn't letting her give anything over to the oncologist, this and that, the fact that she jumped immediately to cancer, all of this. I mean, just because the doctor told wrestler it might be cancer, well, I mean, why didn't she think about, well, here's the thing. <laughs> there's, yeah. there's a piece of the information that folks don't know, um, which I still think is a bit of a stretch. But regardless, the Maybe biology was not her strong. But the whole the whole setup of that fight felt like they said, okay, our end goal 
is to have Peter find out that she's been lying to him. She's going to have a miscarriage. There's going to be this whole thing here. And we need to get her there. How do we do it? Here's the easiest path. Does it make sense? It's fine. Nobody will ask. And I'm just going, yeah, I'm asking. There are a bunch of people mm-hmm. asking. that. It just it felt like such a last-minute sort of thing. Like, oh, we need to get her here. Eh, this will work. Toss it mm-hmm. in. Oh, so. I, I wasn't that bothered of all the things. I mean, if I if I can get past Tempe being an FBI agent, the rest of the stuff is a piece of cake. No, um, it's, yeah, you, you and I are going to differ on that. But how about I mean, we're getting all this these situations, and and we know that we're setting up a lot more because we have Alina's little side business, uh, which Red calls nasty. Um, Rick calls Peter sweet. Um, no, a bright, a bright, um, bright sweet spot, something like that. Anyway, now Cooper and Charlene, because Charlene was seriously pissing me off. It just, it's, it's like they forgot season. Was that season two? I think with the whole Charlene um, selling leaking secrets and all the stuff that happened in season two and the setup with the fake cancer. And it's almost like they tossed it out the window and Charlene doesn't remember any of that. No, I didn't get that. I didn't get that at all. I got I got that there is there is something very bizarre about the way Charlene is acting. Yes, I agree with that. It it's did not make sense. It's very weird. Because, okay, she's worried, which is a normal reaction. I mean, your spouse or your significant other doesn't show up at night and you're a little concerned. Is she thinking he's having an affair? Could be, but he went to a retirement party. He probably just fell asleep somewhere. Um, then she's acting weird. And at the same time, the 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 ex lover is is dead. That should have set her thinking something. And she's pushing Cooper to tell the truth, which is a bizarre thing to do. Because I mean, she knows what happens with the cabal. She knows that people can get. It seems to me. That there is a lot more that somebody is again pushing her buttons to get Cooper that this is Cabal 2.0 and they're going to try to manipulate before it was with a with a cancer that wasn't now is with killing this woman and I don't know what they have on her but I know what the end result is going to be both Cooper and her are going to be uh, arrested, and Agnes is going to go into the foster system. So you think that whoever is pulling the strings, whether it's the Cabal or someone else, you think they've already gotten to Charlene? Yeah. Okay. There is Honestly, that's the only thing that, that makes sense. It was just such a bizarre reaction. Honestly, I think that Cooper's reaction was bizarre, too. Yeah. It just, like... It, it, he doesn't know if he did it because it was, he blacked out. That makes sense. But when, if you tell your spouse, I blacked out, I have no idea what it is. 
I mean, your reaction is not go tell the, the cops. Uh, yeah, because she knows what happens and what they can do. They know what they know what they had her do in order to save him because she felt guilty about the affair. So it just yeah. seems to me that they got to her. I I found her reaction bizarre, and how angry she was with the lying because it's not like those two haven't lied before, and it just. It, it, and so maybe you're right. Maybe that's what's going on. Maybe they've already gotten to her. But it just felt like she tossed everything out the window that she should know. And that that's yeah, the, the point I was making with him. that. She said she, she didn't, but uh, the, unless the detective is lying to Cooper and saying that the wife corroborated the, the story, it's also possible that she said, no, he wasn't here. And the detective just told Cooper, sure, yeah, your wife corroborated the story, and that's not what she did. I mean, both things could happen. But definitely there's Yeah, I was going to say, they did, they out. intentionally cut away. They intentionally cut away with it. Yeah, so we don't know exactly what happened or what side is she on. I mean, it, it just seems, the whole thing seems very bizarre to me, and it doesn't fit with it doesn't fit with the writers not remembering what happened because they brought in the, I mean, it doesn't make any sense. You could bring yeah. anything else, but you brought that, you, you're not going to then say, oh, let me just take this part and throw the other stuff because you already have a whole thing set up that makes it richer. So th- both of the reactions seem off, which to me means in the blacklist, Something else is going on that we don't know about, especially if this is the cabal who realize that the task force is back in 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 operation and or will be all oh, red is coming back and they have to disable this thing. Yep. Um, I'm with you. Some, something's missing there. It was a very strange, strange thing. Well, do you have anything else? I don't. I, I, I got to say I got. I liked uh, Alina a lot better in this episode. I think that they they gave the actors the actress good good lines to work with. So I really liked it that we got a, a I, nice yeah and and I liked the the idea. I, I actually like the the reaction of the husband because now he gives. I mean, it's like everybody. They've, they've done a, a better job at putting every single person in the task force in in a very compromised, difficult situation. So I'm waiting now for Aram to be the next one that somehow gets also. Yeah, my, I, I wasn't upset with how Peter reacted. I was more frustrated that we haven't been given the chance to get to know him outside of that reaction. And so I, I feel like that puts them in a disadvantage. So the only the, the last comment I have that I forgot to touch on with wrestler was I should there were a couple I, I've had a lot of trouble with the dialogue this season. There's mm-hmm. just been some really stiff, crappy dialogue, which is really strange to me because one, it hasn't been in the past, and it's the same writers. Mm-hmm. And two, we're in the ninth season. They should be in a real groove by this point. And so, like, it's... I, I'm just sitting here. I have no idea what's going on. Um, but the... I just... I shook my head so hard. It was... 
I, I know what they were trying to get at. They were trying to to nod back to wrestlers some of his more absurd comments. But his her uh, Alina talking about the floodgates opening. He goes, "You mean tears?" And I was just like, "Oh my god, that was cringeworthy." Mm. Uh, it just it was anyway. I just felt the need as a wrestler fan to comment on. That. <laughs> it was just really bizarre to me. I, I it could have. Yeah. No, I'm not even um, I have one more comment. Okay. I found very interesting. You know, there was always this concept of double, of by location, of doubles, of people sharing a name or or two people or or a name shared by or two people that have the same name or the the same or somebody using two names. There's always doubles in here. There's a strong thing about doubles, doppelgangers. And I found it very interesting that when they think, oh, well, now you're upset about losing your weapon. And the director says, hey, not really. We have another. We have another coming. Remember when he said that we have two teams? You know how this, how the same thing was discovered by two scientists at the same time? Sometimes, and, you know, we don't leave anything to to chance so they had two teams and they probably they had another one developed but i thought it was interesting as a very subtle reminder that in this show look for doubles look for doppelgangers look for repeated elements yeah i I think that's a good a good point to make i hadn't I, i didn't tune in on that one and so i i generally like the episode i thought it was it was good it was fast paced uh, the Avenging Angel and this have been my favorite. And I, I love how Red got to use the Skinner part. Yeah, I, I just thought it was odd. I mean, I understand him needing information from that specific guy. But doesn't he have his own uh, safe house business? Yeah, but if it can give, if that will get him to, to, um, to feel that. Yeah, just I thought it was interesting that they brought someone in like that. They they reused it. I don't know. It's it's not a complaint necessarily. Mm-hmm. Just it's a point of interest. All right. Well, I think that's all I have on it. That's all I have. It was it was a it was a good episode. All right. Well, you guys can listen to us on SoundCloud, Spotify, and iTunes. You can talk to us on Twitter, Tumblr, um, Facebook, and Tessa's on Reddit. I am also on Reddit, but if you comment, I probably will not see it because <laughs> I never log in. So apologies if anybody has said something. <laughs> Just anyway, we we can answer questions. Yeah. All right. Until next time. Enjoy okay. the holidays if you celebrate. Be safe. Yeah. Eat turkey if you do. Yes. And Stay tons safe. of pie. <laughs> <gasps> bye bye. Bye.